It's only entertainment. Welcome back to the Green Rush, the business of cannabis. We are a two-hour weekly live cannabis business talk show produced by Pro Cannabis Media, broadcasting every Friday from four to six. We discuss news issues in the cannabis market, and each week we conduct a deep dive into specific topics of the industry. I'm Rick Thompson with Josh Kincaid, and this week's theme is athletes in cannabis. We've enjoyed Anna Simons, we've enjoyed Darren McCarty, and now we are ready for our last guest, Lofa Tatupu. Welcome to the program. Fellas, thank you for having me. Thank you. And could you tell our viewers a little bit about yourself and your history with cannabis? Yeah, um, Lofa Tatupu. Um to our second generation NFL. My dad played 13 years in the, uh, 14 years in the National Football League. I played six, uh, would have been longer, but shortened by injuries as, as is the case with a lot of us. Um, yeah, I got into the cannabis industry 2014, um, really on, um, you know, as an investment and um, in the real estate side. It ended up taking over operations with my partner and developing the brand 1937 Farms in the uh, I-502 I um, legal recreational cannabis industry. And um, so some expertise in brand and, um, and bringing that to life as well as operations. And then spun off and created because of the impact that, you know, not just cannabis, but um, also hemp and, and CBD, you know, uh, hemp derived CBD has the, that was put me back together, you know, mind, body, and soul, which I think, that's a common thread you'll hear from a lot of athletes and all the trauma that we've, you know, experienced is it's pulled us out of that and made us whole again. And it's incredible what the, you know, the plant is, is done for us and it's doing for so many others. And so, um, you know, that's, uh, so to speak, my background. Uh, and from that, I, I spawned Zone in CBD, which is, um, you know, our, our other business. And uh, so that's, this, we're now in thir our third year uh, of business and uh, changing lives, you know, daily there too. Excellent. Josh, go ahead. Yeah, time flies, man. Three years since you've launched Zone In. That's, that's pretty crazy. Uh, pandemic, did you find that more people were going after CBD or is it more of a THC world during that? Because it's the anxiety and everything else during that was was pretty crazy. No one really wanted to smoke because they thought that would get them, uh, you know, that inhalables would be worse for the, for COVID. What was, what was your, um, I mean, launching in a pandemic is, is crazy. When you look at like Heinz steak sauce, they launched during the civil war. Like who says, Hey, that's a great idea. We need steak sauce right now. <laughs> that wasn't necessarily your, your path. You did it before, but when you get hit with that, how do you continue to pivot to, to endure all of that how how was that process over the last three years yeah it's, it's challenging right i mean any businesses and especially when you're faced with you know coming to life in a new industry you know one that we're still in the infant years um and you're you're right i think thc will probably always be king you know it, it, there's everybody loves thc even even the people that they don't outwardly express or or share it let it be known everybody loves THC and I think it is for everybody in the right dosage. Um, so, um, but yeah, we, we launched really at the beginning of 19. So right before, well before, almost like 10, 10 months before um, it was, you know, COVID-19 became a thing and happened and, 
and then 2020. And like, like you said, just in a blink of an eye, like a whole year, two years goes by. Right. And it's been three that we've been in this business, but, uh, and it's been, it's been a wild ride, but it's been great. And, uh, you know, I think really the pivot really just, we had to, no pun intended zone in on, you know, e-commerce rather than attacking the retail, which, was I think really where a lot of people got hurt was that that launch during the, you know, the pandemic was they went straight to the retail. Well, getting onto the shelves, just half the battle. You got to get off that shelf too. Um, and so I think, um, you know, having the right customer journey, you know, um, through email marketing and, and everything else and social media um, and, and, you know, just hitting on the right messages on what it could do for you and what it is. I think a lot of things, people are just they're curious, right? They're like, oh, what is it? And so cutting through the noise, because, you know, of course, there's some there's some bad players out there. Some play, some people, I think there was a, a, a research done by, you know, um, one of the main television broadcasts out here. They pulled a bunch of uh, products off of a, a retail shop and they tested them, you know, with one of the big testing agencies out here. And it was like 70% of them didn't have the amount of CBD and, and some didn't have any CBD in their products. And so, you know, being, you know, you know, people are trusting you with their health. You know, this isn't like a t-shirt uh, or, or something else where, you know, you keep, you might be able to, with, with a big brain, you might be able to get away without quality, but this is supposed to change lives as it has for me. And so, we, on top of third-party testing, we even take the raw and go and test it again um, on our own to make sure that, of the quality that's in, in our bottles. And uh, so in a long way there, just it's been a, it's been a crazy year or, or two um, and navigating the challenges of COVID, but, um, you know, just still uh, impacting lives and, and, you know, not a day goes by that I don't get like an email or a message of someone saying that, Hey, I didn't, I took it for this, you know, I took it for, you know, pain relief and it did this for me, you know, and I know it's anecdotal, but it's carrying another condition that they, they didn't know that, that it would do. So, I mean, it's, it's incredible. And we still, there's a lot of ways to go um, before we can you know, definitively tell them everything that it does for you. Mm -hmm. Well, and you're, you're eating the food that you're cooking too. So this is a product that you're passionate about because you're using it and it could have maybe extended your career. You're with the Seattle Seahawks. You were a brutal linebacker for, for the 2005 to 2012 season. You don't look it, but you're shorter than I thought you would be, but you're a wide dude. Like, I don't know how you move the way you do. Like it's, it's not like a refrigerator Perry. Like you're not, it's not like that, but you are almost, you're not you're a wide guy. You're a big dude. So I would imagine you got in a way because you're like in everybody's way and you got beat up a lot. Uh, you had a torn pec, I think was the final straw and that kind of destroyed that, that pretty much ended your career. Had you used CBD though, do you think you could have bounced back from that? Oh man, I would have gotten so many. I'm 39 right now. I'm doing things that I couldn't do when I was 29. And because of the, you know, because it acts on our cells, right? Um, you know, not just talking about CB1 and CB2, but just the the response that my mind and body have, they are so connected, um, so in sync that I I feel on a different level, a, you know, a more aware, more, more zoned in, uh, more heightened awareness of what's going on inside my body as opposed to just what was outside, you know, even like, and I, I'd argue that the, the pack, you know, while it did, it was my last my last surgery or injury, I had 10 over seven years. 
I had 15 plus concussions. I argue that the last concussion I suffered uh, a year prior, I still hadn't fully recovered from, you know, and, um, and I argue that my mind muscle connection was so thrown off that when I strained it, I, I could have still played through it. Had I had the CBD, I could have played through and not torn the pec all the way. A full rupture is what I, I suffered. I, I tore both of them. The other one I tore in 2009 um, in a game. And uh, that sat me out for the rest of that season. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it was crazy, you know. Uh, but but we, as, as on your podcast before, Josh, we spoke. Um, I feel like it has made me a better athlete at 39 years old than I was at the prime of my career when I was going to the pro bowl and I was an all pro middle linebacker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's power, man. So right now the NFL is actually starting to look into it because they wouldn't allow for, for THC CBD is helping a lot, but do you think that more people are using, because there's a lot of people who are using it and trying not to get busted and tested. Is it, is the NFL as a league, finally starting to loosen their grip on that with this new research that they're doing. Can you kind of explain that? Yeah, I haven't gotten the full details of it. I know they set aside a million dollars for research, but I, I haven't found out where that actual money is going to, like what to research. I did hear from uh, a friend that it was actually going towards like research for rugby players, which I'm like, I know there's some similarities there, but you know, it, it should probably be on either your former players or current players, you know, that's what I would hope. But, um, but yeah, man, it's, um, it's tough in THC. Absolutely. There's, there's guys using it. And, and, you know, NFL, they, they have those, the testing protocol, right? It starts on 420. That's a very obvious, you know, time to start your, your testing protocol. That's funny. It, and if you don't get selected, then it goes, it kicks the can down. You're going to get tested. Like, so it's essentially back open. The window's open and you'll get tested. You're definitely going to get tested on the, the, the fir first August or whatever you get to camp. And so it's, you know, the NFL, I do appreciate at least them letting you know when the testing's going to be. So I think, you know, they're really trying to catch anybody with a problem, but here's the thing. I don't know anybody that smokes or uses cannabis regularly. That's a high achiever like that, that really has a problem with cannabis. It's the other things that are a problem, you know, and I'm talking even alcohol, you know, not even just the stuff that's illegal, the, the opioids and the other drugs, but you know, alcohol that's so it's just odd that, you know, there would be such a, a firm stance on cannabis. Um, and I know it's still not fully legal everywhere, but, and I'm, I'm hoping that's the only thing that's holding them back. But, um, you know, we've seen other leagues, you know, take a more aggressive stance on safety for their players. Mm -hmm. We've yeah. had other guests today talk about CBN and CBG, some of the other cannabinoids. Have you tried to integrate any of those into your personal treatment program? And is there any plan for you to uh, launch something like that commercially? Yeah, we um, so CBN from, you know, and we work with doctors and, you know, you know, specialists in the formulation to, you know, to, to, you know, further the uh, education of this stuff. So, but yeah, as far as CBN, there's, um, we have, there's some trace amounts of CBN in, in some of our products and, um, and CBG, I have not seen show up on, as a minor on, on most of our products, but we did add it as an isolate on top into 
our uh, our muscle rub for pain cream and so and it's been very effective and um so yeah i, I think you know the it's kind of like cbd isolate it's it's good but it's got limited benefits it's all the synergistic effects of all of them working together of where you're going to get the most you know complete treatment and uh so uh but as you know more information comes to light and as you know the, the scientists and the doctors that we work with you know mention or or say hey this is what's been proven to be effective i of course am the guinea pig and like i every product that we've released we've only got four four products i think and every one i had to test for like three to six months like by itself it's like all right i'm not gonna take anything but this to make sure of the effectiveness and um you know, because I mean, I like I said, when it's in your system and then the reaction it's had for me, I feel on a completely different level, um, even just from the, the food I put into my body uh, these days. Um, it's it's, it's insane how, you know, receptive or non-receptive my body is. You know, it's your body will speak to you if you listen to it for so long without CBD. I couldn't hear it. I couldn't. And, and of course, the, the brain injuries, the concussions didn't help. Mm -hmm. is anybody using it for to to wean off of smoking because i noticed when i did sober october i used zone in for that whole month and i didn't i was surprised i didn't think about smoking cannabis like hardly at all it was it was kind of shocking yeah absolutely it, yeah it's it's um i guess not not completely kill the appetite but curb it a little and i mean i noticed for me you know something i never thought I would get rid of, like, I chewed tobacco until I was, from the time I was 16 until I was 35. And, you know, I, I just, I thought I, I, I tried so many times to get off of it and stop. Almost in unison with taking CBD, I noticed that the edge or the stress was not there to crave it. And, you know, and oftentimes those things, they always cause more stress. I know after I had a, you know, a chew, I would be more tense in my shoulders and my jaw and my body. And I, you know, and I realized I was overstressing myself, but um, no, there's, there's a, a lot of my friends who have not just, you know, there, there's stories of opioid, you know, getting off of opiates, getting off of, you know, sleep meds. Um, in fact, I don't use sleep meds. I did most of my career. That was something that I, to, to get the proper rest. And um, it's replaced all that on top of Tylenol, aspirin, and all the other anti-inflammatories that um, were often, you know, given to us. What about um, a protocol in the NFL to utilize CBD to wean the NFL, like wean people off of fame? I would imagine that when you're, when you have like this you're in a crowd of 60,000 people and that kind of adrenaline comes with its own drug. And when you are, when you don't, when you no longer have that platform, I would imagine depression and other things can set in mm -hmm. it, Do you think that it would, it would be a decent protocol to incorporate CBD to kind of get over that and have some kind of um, a group to help, you know, transition through that process? Yeah, absolutely. And that's something, um, in the works, I can't really talk too much about it, but, you know, wellness clinics down the road is, uh, is something that I'm working, you know, very hard on with, with uh, my group. And, um, you know, it would be kind of a decompression where you, it's like a protocol. Okay, it's over, you go here. And now, you know, it's a safe place where 
you know, you're going to hear stories from former pl uh, players, you know, um, other guys that are going through the stuff you're going through. And, you know, you could just kind of, you know, figure out or, or, or it gets, make some peace with anything that you're going through. And because um, for the longest, you know, especially in our profession of football, no one want to talk about it. Like, right. Uh, you know, just, you know, I'm going to, you know, deny it. It's just staying denial the whole time. So um, I think it's very important. And, you know, yeah, it is a drug, man, that adrenaline rush. You're not going to get that anywhere else. I'll tell you right now. And I tell all the guys when I was coaching, I was like, hey, you know, soak it up because when it's over, it's over. And um, I would say my personal story wasn't so much tied to an identity crisis or um, but the, the depression and, you know, anxiety and all the stuff that I left the game with was more so from you know, not knowing what was going on in my body and mind from all the, the surgeries, the concussions. And, and I wish, you know, luckily I found, I will say, you know, it, it was here before me, CBD found me. <laughs> and I think everybody finds it, you know, cannabis and hemp found me. And I think everybody finds it when, when, you know, they need to, when they're, that's right for them. Um, and, you know, I'm grateful that it did because it just, it made me whole, man. It made me the best version. I think that's what life's all about is everybody trying to become the best version of themselves. Right. And, and it, it's, and it's, that's what it's really done for me. And it's been doing for so many other people. And so I'm just here to try to be a, a messenger and a soundboard and just keep singing his praises, you know, and many times as I can. Power and celebrity can be very, very intoxicating drugs. Uh, that may be very difficult to get off of. Right. Yeah. And then but I think it's it's gonna take it's gonna take some high achieving, no pun intended, but but business people to come forward and really be an advocate for for you know the world to take it serious, you know, like and you know, because you know, yeah, the, the the celebrity or the sports figures, those that's great, you know, they, they're famous, they got attention, but you know, when when someone you know, a high-ranking official that's just kicking ass and, you know, someone that's in a, a position of power, that's just dominating life. And, you know, when they come forward and an advocate for it, you know, I think then, then some real heads would turn. Elon Musk smoking online or smoking on television wasn't good enough though. Right. I mean, I, we, well, I, did he know he was smoking? I, that, that's where I, I get confused. Cause it seemed like he was confused as to what he was smoking. Yeah, I thought so too. It seemed yeah. more like a staged incident than anything else. But we do have some very famous Carl Sagan, some of the folks that have been really at the top of their of their worlds uh, that have been uh, confirmed cannabis users and really supported that for a long time. But, you know, the war on drugs makes people deny. They deny things that they see right in front of their own eyes. And they deny their own bodily experience when they have those things. How difficult is it talking to people who haven't experienced cannabis yet and trying to convince them to, to give these type of medicines a try? I think the biggest thing is, you know, rather than, you know, trying to, to force it on anybody, just show them that you're living your best life. I mean, lead by example. And then when they're curious, you know, that's when they start asking questions and then and you still don't force it on them. You say, this is what it's done for me, you know? And I think that's the biggest thing about the hemp derived and just the CBD play. I really, I, I, I believe it's the bridge to everybody taking a harder look at cannabis as a solution. And even you said it war on drugs and you brought up Anna, uh, my good friend, she has the coolest Instagram handle of all time. It's called Exit Drug because 
Yeah, isn't that cool? So it is cool. Great. We're all we're all brought up told that oh hey, cannabis is the gateway drug. Bullshit, man. Oh, my, can I swear? You can. Okay. <laughs> it's bullshit, man. It's bullshit. And in fact, this is the plant that's going to save us all. And I just thought, I even told when I met her, I was like, yo, that is the coolest handle, you know, or name, nickname ever. Because it is. It's It's been, I, there is so many, anecdotally, right? But stories that I have of people with, with you know, whether it's addiction, alcohol, or opiates, or, or sleep meds, myself, and other stuff. There are so many that have said, hey, I turned to cannabis and I don't take that anymore. I mean, so, I mean, it's so cool for her to just even spin the narrative of a gateway drug to exit drug. I just thought that was one of the coolest, dopest things I ever seen. It's funny because when I was, uh, I got interviewed for Reader's Digest about this basis space. I think I told you about this uh, a couple of years ago, Lofa. When people responded to me, a lot of older folks um, that still read Reader's Digest, who would ask me about, well, what CBD did you use? And I would tell them, you know, this transdermal patch or whatever, but you might want to look at the entourage effect. And I would mention, you know, THC and then never heard from them again. You know, so it's, it's challenging. Anytime you have to educate and then sell a product, that's one thing. But even if you're just focused on educating, it's hard to get through. So using CBD as kind of the gateway into, you know, dropping seeds literally and just let them form and develop and grow on their own. It's kind of just what you have to do sometimes. But okay, now I'm just going to venture to say, guess that the Reader's Digest demographic is, is, is a little bit older than, than us, fellas. Yeah. So... In their lifetime, hell, in my lifetime, I didn't think I'd see cannabis legalized. I didn't believe it. I didn't think it would happen. I mean, I'd hope, but man, you know, a lot of work is taking place to, to get to this point. And I think the, 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 the fact that everyone's starting to see just how much good is coming from it, it's going to continue to go. But, you know, so I always take that into account when I think about the older generations that you know, for the longest, it was so stigmatized, it was so vilified that, you know, oh, if you, you know, and the stigma, you know, y'all, you're a stoner, you know, you unproductive, it's gonna, you're gonna make the bad choices in life. Man, get out of here with that nonsense. You probably had to live with it uh, for a while. I know I did. Did you have to deal with the dumb jock stereotype? Hell yeah. And I had the dumb jock and the stoner the right. stigma thrown my way in high school. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> So, I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, but the labels, right again. And so that's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it is what it is, but yeah, it, it was definitely, I had both, both of those because, you know, I hung out with everybody. I didn't, I didn't care. I, I just, whoever was cool, <laughs> like, and I, by cool, I mean, you know, they, they, they don't have, you know, they have their shit figured out. They are happy and content with their existence and their being. And, you know, I'm just like, yeah, oh, I, I, I vibrate on that level, man. I, I dig it. Cool. Like, and, uh, you know, some people just, I think they were scared by it, you know, uh, people that were quick to use those labels and, and, and such. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right now you're dealing with two different kind of businesses. You have the, the 1937 farms in Washington under the 502 regulations. And then you have the legal CBD unit that is zoned in. How, like that's got to be kind of frustrating because at one level you can't really expand scale or or get out of Washington with this farm yeah. unless you partner and do some genetics oh. and 
yeah. you know, it's, it's two totally different business models. How do you get your brain to sort of dissect and, and execute on that? Or do you just let know that 1937 farms is what it is? And I, mean, I don't know, how do you deal with it? Well, no, I, you know, I think, you know, several pioneers, you know, uh, the brand, a brand is everything in anything you do. And I think, you know, you look at, look at cookies, they're not, you know, like, like they're, they're taking their brand everywhere and it's not them just doing the heavy lifting, but they've done such a beautiful job with the brand um, that, you know, it resonates and it's, it's moved everywhere, even internationally. And so um, while we are stuck to Washington as for the, the TAC side of things, I mean, it, this is, you know, we're having fun. So um it's it's a lifelong thing it's a long picture long view type of thing and like type of play and um you know we're just having fun with it and you know helping watch people live better lives and we'll see what goes but yeah there's there's always you can always do licenses deals or uh, you know uh you know license out the brand to another where we could partner on on several things to make make their learning curve a lot easier because i know it was a lot man <laughs> man it's, it's, I mean, we're still learning every day in that industry, but, um, and then, yeah, obviously from zone in the CV side of things, it's, it's been a lot easier, um, in terms of, you know, we're not limited to a certain place, but, but also then, you know, you could get a little distracted with trying to be everything to everybody. Right. So, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for everybody that, that does try zone in that, that believes in it. And, um, because it was really, what we made it for was the demographic of athletes. And we, we believe as, as a company, you know, that movements are best medicine and, and CBD is just there to help us recover. You know um, now I know CBD and, you know, even cannabis is a great medicine, you know, and uh, but not everybody's willing to accept that. Right. So if you just put the message out there that we want you to move for you and then we'll help you recover. A lot of people have been receptive to that. <laughs> Now, we're almost finished with our segment. How can people find this wonderful products that you've been talking about today? Yeah, e-commerce site uh, at zoneincbd.com. Um, you know, and I, you can find me on, on Instagram. Uh, I'm still terrible at doing personal shout outs. Uh, Lofa underscore Tatupu. Uh, I'm mostly on Instagram. I, I got a Twitter too, but, uh, but yeah. And, um, you know, it's, uh, I just want to say thank you guys for, for everything, for having me. Um, Josh, always a pleasure, man. And I hope you guys stay blessed. Likewise, man. Thank you. Thanks for showing up today. We appreciate it. And thanks for being an advocate for the plant. Appreciate it, Lofa. All right, fellas. Take care. Well, that's it for today's broadcast for the Green Rush, the business of cannabis. I'm Rick Thompson, along with host Josh Kincaid. We hope you've enjoyed the time today. Thanks for being here. Have a great day. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Elland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, 
Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.